You are now entering the Drink and Tell group chat with your hosts, Candice, Tawana, Jocelyn, Mickey, and Asia. Welcome to the group chat. Welcome back for episode two of the Drink and Tell podcast. I'm Joss, and today we are discussing closer than kin friends, the family that you're born with versus the family that you choose. Um, so we'll kick it off with today's toast. What are we drinking? Wine, Jesus juice. (laughs) (laughs) Moscato is my go-to. Y'all know that's the only wine I drink. So I have gotten into reds. There's a lot of reds. I have, I have really, right now I really love Prisoner. Have you had Prisoner? Mm -hmm. I really like Prisoner. My, my, my bestie introduced me and I'm addicted. So I have been on Naomi lately, which is funny because I recently read that the alcohol content is really low. Hmm. That one. Yeah. But it's a full body, like super dry red. Interesting. What you drinking, Candice? Well, speaking of Jesus juice, (laughs) this is literally my chameleon juice from Israel. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) So this is some wine that I got from a um monk monk um colony when I went to Israel so I drink it since the pandemic since we don't have I go to church virtually I drink it on the first of every month so since we were doing our drink and tell of our favorite wines this is my communion juice from Italy I was not ready for that at all <laughs> literal jesus juice it's that Pisces wait juice. did you say italy or israel wait, israel okay <laughs> yeah so this is white claw i'm sorry y'all that's all i had so this week we're starting with a current topic uh we've all heard that jordan woods and kylie jenner recently rekindled heard it um their friendship and went out to lunch um we know that because was it four years ago Jordan kissed the uh, Kylie sister's man and that they parted ways after that. This was her best friend. They've been quietly like meeting over the last year and were recently spotted in public. So what do we think about it? They were very close. Like they were very close friends. That was her. I mean, okay. Once again, we don't know these people. Okay. This is our assumption or perception. Let's pretend we do. Yeah, so based on what we've seen in the media, I mean, they had their own TV show, didn't they? They uh, they were on Snapchat and they had a little thing on Snapchat that was. Oh. I know they had like a TV. They had a TV show, like a Kylie TV show, and Jordan was on the TV show. Like, so, okay. so that's like her family. Yeah, and I think that she was being loyal to her blood family by um backing away from that relationship though she didn't want to and I think this is coming for full circle so I get it um I and and like I said before I don't know that her older sister whose baby daddy her friend kissed I don't think that she had a problem with the friendship but everyone else in the family had a problem with the friendship so well she to be fair okay because I don't care she can sue me Courtney uh, I mean, Chloe, Chloe said, cause I don't like her no way. Chloe no. said that. Take it off the table, David. I'm just getting started. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm saying it was all public. 
Chloe did, even though she said she didn't care if Jordan and Kylie remained friends. Chloe really did go on this bandwagon of bashing Jordan. Oh, really? And I mean, she basically, because she basically said that y'all know I'm a huge Twitter person. So I I watched it in real time. She tweeted that that Jordan was the reason that her family broke up. And everybody was like, no, that is, that's absolutely not the case. Tristan was cheating with any and everybody. Why do people want to blame the woman? Like, And so I think that part of it was, which I really appreciated, was that even if Kylie distanced herself from Jordan, she never participated publicly in what her older sisters were doing. Because remember, they did that whole, don't mess with my man. Like, they they were bullying and trolling that girl. And then come to find out when she did her talk on on, on, Red Table, he took, she was drunk. And he took advantage of that girl while she was like that part never for them mattered that like this is a young girl who was drunk and intoxicated and was with her friends and this grown ass man is kissing on her and like that for me was was the bigger piece. I did see the pictures and was really excited that they were um I was excited to know that that was not that that public picture was the was the product and fruit of them doing their work behind the scenes. Mm. I think that's really cool. I think yeah. that's, because that's the part I was like, we don't need to know. We don't. What kind of conversations they had. Mm-mm. We don't need to know any of that. And I think that the fact that they had been working on their friendship privately behind the scenes I think that's just really indicative of how much they actually really love Love each other yeah and one of the things I don't think we talk about enough is friendship breakups like it happens it's a real thing and it's just Mm -hmm. as dramatic as breakups and relationships Mm -hmm. yep and so to see them come back as grown women um like you said Candace doing the work behind the scenes we are only seeing a glimpse of the Mm -hmm. product of that yeah it's really cool that their friendship survived that but when we get down to today's topic, you know, I'm wondering how her family feels about it, what they had to say about it, and what happens when family becomes family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so I feel like, like you, like we said, like the work that that, that took place behind the scenes. Um, it it had to be a lot to, let's say her siblings are still not cool with that relationship right so it had to take a lot not only for her to mend that friendship with Jordan but to also navigate the waters with her family as well right so um just think about how how important that relationship must be to her in order for her to do that right um and so at the end of the day I feel like that's that's essentially what when we talk about you know friendship breakups and things like that a lot of that has to do with how bad do you want to keep this friendship? Like how important is this friendship to you? Um, what work are you willing to do in order to make sure this lasts um, and that we are able to remain friends? So um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for them if that's the place that they want to be in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, 
this whole podcast, <laughs> this sister whole friends around and around, you know, friendships and sisterhood, etc. So, um, were they like friends for like since like childhood? Like they've been yeah. friends for like a mm-hmm. long time. What about the background of their friendship? It was a childhood friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So I can I can't imagine. I mean, we all have friends that we've had mm-hmm. forever. I can't imagine. I mean, you all know my jewels, so I can't imagine something happening. Well, we did, we actually, we've only had one argument our entire friendship and it happened not long ago before she had, so six years ago and it was hard because mm. I compartmentalize and I check the fuck out. I'm going to check our outer. I'm, I'm like, okay, it's not going to work. Moving on. Like I'm going to check out and I'll put that in its box. And if I need to address it later, I will. But that was, you know, those, that year, it was almost a year that I didn't talk to her. And that's, I, we've been friends since we were 15. I know. So I can, I can only imagine the relief she feels Mm -hmm. to be able to reconnect that friendship. Yeah. And it's been like four years. Like I can't, I, like you said, you have to mourn when you lose a friend. It's like, you're losing a relationship. You're, you know, and that's hard. And, um, if that's, especially if that's your person and you want to tell them everything and you, you know, you pick up the phone, that's who you want to call. So if, if their friendship is what I understand my friendships to be, I am happy for them to be able to get back to that because those are your, your friends like that. Those are like your sisters. That's your family. And then on the, on the flip side of that, um, because we don't know what those those conversations were, right. But it's very possible that Chloe also chose to be okay with that friendship proceeding because of how important her relationship is to her and her sister you know what I'm saying it could have been a situation where Chloe realized her continuing to have like some sort of animosity against her sister if she remained friends or you know fixed the relationship with her that that would then cause a rift between her and her sister so that had to be hard I believe that the Kardashians and the Jenners are close they love each other we see their stuff so I'm not gonna say they're not close but I also know that there are some friends that you have that you tell things to that you don't tell necessarily tell your tell your family. Yep. There are some friends that when your sister getting on your nerves, you can call your homegirl and yeah. you know it's not gonna go nowhere. Right. Like, and I think that that's I will say this, and I'll be quiet. The beauty of what I've seen with Kylie and Jordan even when they were not cool publicly and fell out was that you never heard yeah. Yeah. that other you That's- never heard whatever they said come out and one of the things I hate is when and I've seen grown women do this mm-hmm. when that friendship ends you start telling everything that she told you mm-hmm. you start highlighting her insecurities and all that other stuff and that that lets me know you were never a friend Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying and that lets me know that you don't have maturity Mm -hmm. because even when our friendships end you should still be a safe space for the things that I trusted you with when we were cool yeah or we not even I treat my friendships like a gang Candace the other Candace we talk about this all the time like you're gonna have to get jumped out of this We've been in this too long. You know where the body's buried. <laughs> All like, the body. You can ruin me as a person. And then it it just, I guess it still wouldn't matter at this point because I, I was so vulnerable with you for decades. But no, like 
we can fuss, scream, holler, fight, do what we need to. As we get older, it gets better. But you right. know, you also evolve too in different directions, even when you get older. So we're not gonna always have the same point of view and perspective, but we are a gang. We are blood, what, we, you cut your finger, blood brothers <laughs> in this. Like, if you want to get out of this, you're going to have to take this L. Are you ready to fight me to leave me? I know that sounds terrible, abusive, but what the point is, is yeah. it's, it's so deep that that is, that's my family. You don't, you don't just stop. You can stop fooling with your family, but it still is your family, right? Like right. with friendships, I think some friendships, Candace, to go in line with what you're saying, are like that. Like, no, nah, we, we might have to take a hiatus for a minute. But yeah. I love you so much. We circling back. We're going to circle back. Right. We're going to circle back. Yeah. That's how I deal with it. Because anybody I bring into my space, you know so much about me at this point that not that I'm hiding anything because we all human, but like I, I trusted you with aspects of my good th- good times and bad times that you don't always find that. So don't, don't let something unless it's severe. But I've never had anybody severely just mess me up. Have I had people say stuff? Hell, I've said stuff and had to be like, damn, I was wrong because we're human. But you right. also know who down for you regardless. And yeah. you might have to just step back for a second. Yeah. I think this is that's what has great. happened in this case with these two. Yeah. And that's a great segue because we all have family who may not operate that way. Um, and we have friends who may operate that way. And that gets complicated. Like I know for me, I come from a very close-knit family. Like me and my cousins were raised like siblings on both sides. Um, but I found myself in Nashville, Tennessee in college where I couldn't just drive home. I could only go home four times a year. And so friends became family because mm-hmm. you know those ties were nine and seven hours away from me. Um, and so we began to operate like family. Like there's nothing that, you know, my best friends back home or like, you know, Rob is my best friend. Mm-hmm. They become family. He and his wife, Jazz, what up? You know, if they need anything, I'll hop on a flight to Houston in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just kind of how we operate. And I know that while I am very close with my family, it has taken my nuclear family a lot of adjusting to get used to that closeness. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, of the godmom of my kids, of Robin Jazz, the fact that we are so intertwined in each other's lives has been a challenge because that's a, not only is that a foreign concept for friends to be that close, but that's also a part of life they weren't present for, that they don't truly yeah. understand. They weren't there when those bonds formed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I no, I, uh, <laughs> I, I'm an only child whose cousins were, um, some of my cousins, I felt like we were close, I was raised close to, but I have a very interesting family dynamic where and I think a lot of people can attest my mama was one of six um there was a lot of jealousy for um towards my mom from some of her siblings um for the choices that she made in life um to go to college um her career um and a lot of that when I came along got projected onto me um Y'all know my aunt just, um, my aunt threatened to kill me. So I, I don't have a, uh, for whatever reason, I don't have the best relationship, which really hurts because she's the last um, surviving daughter of my grandmother. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you would think that like your 
I had I had a very idyllic notion of family as a kid, um, but I didn't realize that my mom was a buffer for a lot of the foolishness that I was either naive to or she was shielding me from. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was only until I became an adult and I mean, unfortunately she passed that I was able to be like, whoa, like you always been like this? Like, I didn't see that. But my mom not being married, I had a family that came from her friendships. So like my aunt Doris, my mother's best friend, is my aunt because my mama was a great friend, right? So like even when my aunt, my blood aunt cannot be in my life, like I got a whole slew of aunts and uncles by way of my aunt Doris because my mother was a best friend, right? And so like there's a part of a lot of us that have had to make these decisions that for our own health, and for our own sanity. And I mean, there's the beauty of this group chat. Like I've had to come in there and like unload with y'all about just like, it's hard when you want the the people that you share DNA with <laughs> to be mm-hmm. better to you. But there's also the peace of knowing that like, you still don't go without love. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if if I got, if I have to distance myself from my cousins that are my blood cousins, I don't go without family, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that there's this only to, I will say for a detriment, this whole idea growing up that your family is your family and no matter what, you got to stick beside them, blah, blah, blah that this current generation just doesn't have that I had to take from them (laughs) that like they like we used to we used to have this whole what goes on in this house stays in this house you can scroll on social media and these kids will tell you everything that's going on in their house and why it's not safe why they don't go to Thanksgiving and I was like shoot like all these years I didn't have to be around so-and-so and such for and and endure all of their comments when I made the decision that like I can be around people who love me and that and that these are people I trust with my life and they may not be my blood like that was one of the most freeing decisions for me because too many of us are just like are too many of us are suffocating and suffering because we feel like we got to hold on to these family bonds of people who don't fucking like us. Mm-hmm. Yep. They don't like us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's hard being the Beyonce of a family. Ask me how I know. <laughs> <laughs> but That's how do you that, Mickey? Because you have a whole crew that yeah. is like family. Boy, we be battling in that crew, man. <laughs> Asian, though. Uh, no, you know what the crew is like, family, because when I say we are so different, six different yeah. individuals that have been friends for 23 years, but we treat it like a gang. Trust me, somebody may have hypothetically got cursed out about a trip that we about to take next week about six months ago because they was getting on my nerves. Guess what? It stayed in-house. We went about a week because you give give a couple of days and then after that we're gonna force the issue you still mad 
I'm sorry. I didn't mean to speak to you in that way. I was upset. See, accountability is one. So you're taking on, yes, I did this, but I'm going to say why I did it. I should have did it this way. And if I had to do it over again, because in the moment, you can't always be your best self. Like, yeah. let that shit go. That perfection we in right now, mm -mm, that ain't me. But I love you. I want you to go. I was frustrated because you said these things. You talk it through and you go on because, you know, at the end of the day, if I got to pick up the phone for a life situation or just I need somebody to talk to at night, I'm sick, I'm scared. Those are the people that I'm going to call. I'm notorious for being closer to my friends and my family. I, I come from a huge family. There's a lot of dynamics. There's a lot of things that I choose not to be around. And that's my choice because I'm an adult and I can make that choice. I choose to not have my children around because there are certain things I can control and that's one of them. Um, and so growing up, I've, though I grew up with my cousins, you know, I'm from St. Paul originally, and it's a small city in Minnesota and um, the community was very tight. And I have a, I have literally 22 first cousins on my dad's side. And, and we, we are, were like a gang. Like, you know, the man children, because we all rolling down, like we all always riding bikes, like being outside, right? That's the goonies. Right. But when we moved to Atlanta, when my mom, when I left Minnesota, um, those relationships changed because I wasn't there as much. So coming here and, and, and becoming part of a new family of people, which was my swim team family, um, those were my people. I mean, they're still my people. I was nine years old. These are still my people. These, this is my family. I mean, my godson is a child of one of these people that I became friends with when I was nine years old. Then I have TSU people. I have sores. I have like, you have all these friend groups. Um, but those friends are, are family to me. That's, that is my family. And I don't think that, um, I think that it bothers some of my family that I value how much value I put on my friendships. Um, I really don't care, honestly. I mean, anybody that knows me knows that I just, I'm gonna do what I wanna do um, unapologetically. And it, it's not harming them. It's not affecting them. Right. It's for me, <laughs> it's, what's, it's what's best for me and my household. Um, and I think that with, friends that become family, it is a safe zone because these people genuinely know you. Your family knows you as, that's my niece, that's mm -hmm. my cousin, but they care to know who you are and they care to know what's going on with you or how they can help you or how they can be there for you. Or it's, it's very different than blood family. These family members, you all have things in common. You have you have common goals. You have, you know, your, your kids, maybe there are commonalities other than just being related. And I think that people get so stuck on, well, we're blood. Well, what else? I mean, like you said, they may not even like you. They want to be, they may want to be you. They may be jealous of you. Who, why do you want to be around that? I'd rather be around people that are, are hyping me up, mm -hmm. checking me when I need to be checked and I need to be checked often. Okay. I, I got you on that front though. Have like I, my and, team, homie. I'm telling you, like you, you got, your people have to know you like, like, you know, things happen and Mickey will say, well, Asia is such and such, but she's not such, such, such. Like, I'm, like you, have to, you have to know me to love me. I'm not malicious. I'm not trying to be mean, but sometimes I don't hear myself. And your friends can say, bitch, did you, like, seriously? I'm going to sit on the witness saying and be like, she did not do that, your honor. And I'm going to tell you why she did. <laughs> Mickey used to look at me and I'd be like, what? What did I say? 
And she's like, you don't even hear yourself. But your friends know that about you. Yeah. Your family may not know that. So it's, it's just about who knows you best. And my friends, in my opinion, know me best and want what's best for me and my household. And that's all that matters to me. I'll and be so honest. Negotiating those boundaries of family is tough for me because I do care. Because, you know, the family is so tight-knit and it's so hard to explain the bond that is the friendships I made at Tennessee State. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I know, I don't, we don't do like, oh, that's Joy, that's my sister. No, 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 bitch, that's my sister. It's just me. I'm her little sister. She didn't have any more sisters and that's all there is. You can be her friend. You can be her line sister. You can be her sore or whatever. I just, it's a boundary. I don't like when other people call my sister, sister. I don't like when other people call my dad, dad. It does not have, he doesn't like it either, but he won't correct them. I'll correct Mm -hmm. them. And so like last Christmas, me and my sister had to have a heart to heart because for whatever reason, it doesn't bother me when people call my mom, mom. Like I don't seem to notice as often as I notice that someone else is calling my sister, sister, or someone else is calling my dad, dad. I don't play it. I don't like it. And in terms of like my friendships, my sister won't say it in those words, but I can tell that it bothers her when I treat my girlfriends like sisters. Mm-hmm. So I still like, I still struggle with negotiating those boundaries, to be honest. Mm. So that's curious though, because it's it's a, a little bit of a double standard there. It is. I own it. <laughs> I own it with a straight face. Okay. I own it. She's not denying it. <laughs> Okay. And if you are her friend and you call her a sister, I do love you. I do. Hey girls, you know who you are. I love you, but that's my sister. We have the same Not face. Yours. Just call her. <laughs> the same face. Literally. Literally. So for me, my situation is a little, a little different because one, I have like my mom is the youngest. She was the baby of um my grandparents' kids, and then I'm her baby. So my cousins are older. Like they're all older. So like when I was playing around, you know, playing outside, they were teenagers, right? Like they didn't want anything to do with me. So I have um, one cousin, two cousins that I grew up that were closer in my age. And then a second cousin who's younger than me, who was closer in my age that I kind of hung out with the most. Um, But my true, I'm not even gonna say true. The people who I, who I grew, grew up with the most were not blood cousins, but they're my cousins. And I say that because they were the nieces of my mom's long-term boyfriend. They never got married. If they had gotten married, they would have become my cousins, right? So I'm like, what's the difference, right? So like those are, they're my cousins. Like my husband will say something, he'll say something smart, like in terms of, okay, they're not really, no, they are my cousins, right? Um, And my blood cousins at times, I feel like used to feel some kind of way. Like at one point, my aunt used to feel some kind of way um about me calling them cousin and I'm like well they're just as much as my cousin as your husband's niece like what's the difference (laughs) right like what's the difference Mm -hmm. um and so I think uh so you know my mine is a little different in terms of that whole family versus family because technically they're not blood but (laughs) I treat them like they're blood but they're not friends either right so um so that's just another perspective to kind of come from in terms of you know just the the navigating that dynamic um and uh and navigating how how that intertwines with you know your blood relatives and how they feel about that whole situation but like when it comes to 
like friend friends like my best friend we've been best friends since I was in the seventh grade like she is my sister like period right mm-hmm. and I'm closer to her than I am my blood sisters um and one of those reasons is because again I'm the baby um and I didn't grow up with my other sisters I grew up with her <laughs> right um and so yeah it's 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 very interesting to see how how that plays out um not not only in childhood but like going into adulthood too um because she she is the only she is the only friend I still have from like childhood or even high school for that matter um really um and so it's it's very it's very like we'll say to each other like we call each other best friend but essentially like you're my sister period like my mom is her mom her mom is my mom like you know if something's going down with my family she's there if something's going down with her family I'm going to be there like she is my sister period you guys are going to make me go interview my cousins and my family members so I have a a, I have a huge family it was nine on my mom's side and 16 on my dad's side so it's first cousins galore second cousin third cousins too because granny was having babies in her 20s and all the way up into her 40s so Mm -hmm. there's a gap there Mm -hmm. um but I don't I I never asked them how they feel about me being close to my friends but I also am intentional about touching base I still have my friend crew from kindergarten I have my high school crew my college crew my work crew because I I develop friendships with some work people that are Mm -hmm. just as strong but I also like because you know what I do for a profession um, I have these big gaps off in, you know, the summer months. And so uh, I intentionally do a tour of just touching base with different people, whether it be childhood, family, everybody. So I don't think anyone feels left out mm-hmm. in that realm. Also, mm-hmm. I've had the same phone number since 2001. Pick it up, friend, yeah. if you want to talk to me. But I also think my family knows that when they see a lot, of, I guess, pictures and just who I'm with all the time, it is a lot of the people that I went to college with just because those bonds kind of just kept going and we mm-hmm. always are in each other's business. If there's a better mm-hmm. way of putting it, we just are. We Not are. in a bad way. Like I told one of my friends the other day, her kid kept making noise. I won't say no name because I ain't gonna put my little guy child on blast. I already know who it like, is. I'm gonna come, come snatch, uh, snatch a night in your ass if you don't shut up and let your mommy finish the conversation. And you know what she said? Yeah, Vicky gonna come up here and snatch it. Like she comes flying and I'm gonna snatch a knot in her child ass. Cause we're trying to gentle parent. So, you know, it won't be a hard knot, but a, a gentle tap knot. But that's when you know you family, when you on the phone talking crazy to your friend's child, cause he making noise mm-hmm. in the background. But there's also a trust there that she knew I would never hurt her child in a capacity. And it's also one with him. Cause every time I get on there, is that Vicky? Is that Vicky? Is that Vicky? I'm not your fucking friend. I'm your friend but then you make him feel bad then i got some retreat or some shit so he feels a part of the the damn group too lord jesus do you find it easier to tell your friends the truth of and age you touched on this early do you find it easier to be truthful with your friends about themselves than you do family i know i do yeah yes yeah family is judgy they're judgy they'll throw that shit in your Mm -hmm. face later they'll hold Mm -hmm. it over your head later like well, they don't want to, they don't want to see themselves all the time. They have this revisionist history of how you grew up, how they raised you or how they treated you. And then you'd be like, well, no, this is how it looked from my perspective. Right. Even with cousins, I, I had a cousin that literally would not let me get a word out on me just asking, you know, questions and clarity. And I was like, oh, I'm not used to these type of conversations. Cause when I talk to my friends, 
Like when I'm being serious, my friends will stop and be like, okay, Mickey, what, what is it? No, mm -hmm. they'll just keep talking because they're already telling you what you're feeling. Well, nigga, mm -hmm. how you know what I'm feeling? Right. So no, you can't. And so sometimes I'll just be like, you know what, keep the peace. And I'm not even a keep a peace type of person. We know that. But in that moment, it ain't even worth it to me. Sometimes, yeah. but your family, they'll know you better than you know yourself some, yeah. a lot of times. I mean, I know that um, my wife, I know y'all, everybody knows who my wife is. Um, I, and, and Jewel, I like, we may go, we may go six months without talking to each other. Now, mind you, I've known my wife since birth, since she was born and Jewel is, she is my sister. And, but it, it doesn't matter if I talk to them today, next year, six months from now, um, they know me better than I know myself. They'll know my intentions before I'll know my intentions, but they'll know because they know me and they cared to know me. Like sometimes your family doesn't care to get to know you. And that's part of the problem. They just think, oh, we're related. Well, it's more than that. I mean, we, we, and we may have some type of relationship, but we don't communicate. We're, we're not honest with each other. We're not vulnerable with each other. We're not, you know, and, and that's sad, but that's the reality. That's my reality. Yeah. Um, it, there's nobody I would trust with my children more than those two humans. And, and there's, and there's hierarchy in, in friendships and some friends. Have Thank problems. you. Some friends have problems. There's sometimes problems within friendships because of a hierarchy in friendships. Jewel and Natalia come first, period. No questions asked. I don't give a fuck who you are. I love you. It's not gonna mean I don't love you any less, but if, if it comes down between those two and another friend group, I'm sorry. I, there, I, there's no hesitation. I think and also going back to family, sometimes they have a version of you that no longer exists. Mm -hmm. Like they knew you at a certain point, whether you were yeah. a child, a teenager, because I get that a lot. Oh, you was bad or you were this and you were that. And truth be told, I was bad as hell. I mean, we know this already. Gay Francis fucking hell. For good reason, though. Um, But... <laughs> You know, it's like, but I'm not that person anymore. I'm 43. I'm a functional adult. Like I did a lot of stuff you wish you could have did. Your um, friendships so, have evolved with you. Like as you've evolved. Yeah, I've evolved as a person. And when I go back and look at, was I really that bad? Or well, y'all, y'all just understand that I was on a whole nother level. Beyonce of family again. I'm telling you, I was, I was in the stratosphere <laughs> up here. Y'all couldn't quite reach the stratosphere. And I didn't realize what it was until I got to on the outside of it, like, oh, homie, I get what it was. So it's easier to label it something that you think it is because you can't get with it. Got it. Cool. So, yeah, yeah. I think the, that 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 happens with family that doesn't typically blood family that doesn't happen with your friends, because in college, your friends see you evolve and become an adult. It's, and y'all live together in these close quarters. Mm -hmm. And you go through things that you didn't do as a child. You're still growing. You don't know. What is it that that frontal cortex isn't fully developed type thing? So there's a lot of things I think developmentally that happen when you're younger. The reason why your relationships are the way they are with your family versus your friendships with your adult friends that aren't black friends. Yeah. I have to be really, I have to be really honest um, a couple of months ago and and tell the truth to myself that the only reason why I was communicating and then come and then and then relationship with some of these people is because we're related mm -hmm. um because if I had the choice and the option I would not <laughs> um be in but see the thing is you do have the choice and the option 
And that's what I had to to learn and realize is that like mm-hmm. I do have the option. Like as far as if you can if you can say you my cousin on Facebook or whatever, that's one thing. But I don't have to um I don't have to be in relationship with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was I think that was a huge um that was a huge wake up for me. Like um because as an only child I felt like all of my cousins had to be like we all had to be close and I felt like I had this like I said earlier I had this very like romanticized version of family um and I've even had to like and very recently come to terms with how I I may be trying to like remanufacture that in in how I'm moving now of like trying to be like hearing hearing people say that like I have to step up in my family to be matriarch or or all of those things and realizing that like I don't necessarily want to do that like I don't want to like I don't want to I don't want to have to be in a position um where I am responsible two or four people that I don't necessarily like. And I think it, it might've been you, Jess, when I was thinking about um, hosting a family reunion and you were like, do you like all of these people that you, and I was like, no. And you were like, well, if you don't even like them, like, why are you getting ready to spend all of this money and time trying to plan a family reunion? And I was like, well, we don't have them anymore. Okay. That's Which fine. is so funny, Candace, because there is nothing that I love more than family reunions like right we'll get together for a family reunion it is all the way live and so in talking to you that excitement just wasn't there when you were talking about it like I can remember like going to school and not being able to stay in my seat because I was so excited that when I got home all of my cousins from Dothan were going to be in my yard playing and I was going to get to jump and play that was not the level of joy you had (laughs) And I think, and it's, and part of that, like Asia said, is because our family, our friends know us better than we know ourselves. Like I've been able to be honest with y'all and with other friends about what I experienced in my family. So it's like, wait a minute, like, why are you going to do X, Y, and Z for people that you don't like and now I'm like you. Mm-hmm. And I think the other beauty is that like, we also know the balance, right? Even if I'm family, there are certain things that I can say to my friends who have siblings who call me and vent about their sibling that, and I still know how not to cross a line, right? So like at at most what a friend may get from me is, well, you know how your sister is and that's going to be it. Like, but I'm not going to go, like if you call me going in on your sister, you can call me going in on your sister all day you ain't never going to hear me go in on your sister because I know that that's a line mm-hmm. <laughs> that you just don't cross, right? But you asked me for a jab or two, I'm like, I mean, right. since you, since you said something, it. yeah, I see that. <laughs> but then you got to bring it back and be like, but that, that's your sister, y'all going to watch it out. Right, like, and I think, and I, and I, I've also had to learn how to negotiate and navigate um, the, the, being being one who is close 
to family to a friend who has a solid sibling family and like immediate family core dynamic because for me that was different so like you at my house is mama like everybody was calling her mama deborah like miss deborah mama bimbo like you were family i know that sometimes when i would be around other friends who had that same dynamic i'm getting side eyes from their sisters because they don't know how to navigate that right so it's like you are you're still playing this dance and it's almost like you know how you got to be when you go to their house but when you go to their they their family reunion you know how to play the role everybody know you they love you but you know you take a little back seat until you get to the house and she call you and be like you saw my damn aunt was up there doing all it and you like yeah girl but I wasn't gonna say nothing like it's a (laughs) And it is the joy, uh, and I'm getting emotional thinking about it because it's like, these are people who you do life with, who you, who chose you. Yep. And you chose them. Yep. Right. Like they saw you like, and I, and I think for somebody who, as a person who like struggled with a lot of insecurity growing up and feeling because of my dad not being there and feeling like I was never good enough for all of this, for whatever, like to have people who see me and be like, that's a hell I fucks with that. I, yeah. fucks, I fucks with her like that. And who, and who, when I am like, one of my best friends, I, uh, Adria, I'll never forget. Uh, shout out to Adria Memphis. I took a, um, I had to speak in Memphis. Thought that these were dessert cookies. So I ate two of them and they were edibles. Um, and so in the middle of speaking publicly, my edibles hit and it was a shit show. And so I was with, I was with Adria and I'll never forget, I ended up, it was a, it was a mess. So when we got to her house and the next day she was like, I love you, but I need like two weeks. And um, I remember like I cried and I was, I think I was still a little high. And I was like, please don't end our friendship. I'm so sorry. I'll never do it again. And she looked at me and she was like, it ain't nothing that you could ever do that's gonna make me not want to fuck with you she was like but you threw up in my car so I need 14 days and so like it was this idea (laughs) that like at my worst moment she's letting me know like there's nothing that you can do that's gonna end what we got like Mm -hmm. there's and 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 I have appreciated that I spend life with people who at my worst moment are like no like you're still like you mm-hmm. can just like everybody else mm-hmm. that was some fuck shit that you did and you said All right mm-hmm. better think time i love you yeah mm-hmm. yep. i um i think the beauty sometimes is is when family blood family and family can blend i have to share francis francis is me on steroids anybody who comes across francis always loves her First thing when I went to Atlanta, where the younger me at? You staying with me? I said, you talking about Asia? She said, yeah, tell Miss <laughs> me. And I said, hello. Francis is a force to be reckoned with, I promise you. And so a lot of my friends in the last couple of years have lost their mothers. And I, I've, I've been surrounded by it. It makes me feel, you know, away. Um, and so Candace, when you talk about that, 
they'll call my mom and she'll call them and she'll reach out and it brings them some type of peace. And in that moment, any selfish thing about being like, that's my mama. No, dog. They've been knowing Francis since they were little kids. Mm-hmm. And there's a bond that has happened along the way that she has become something, I don't know, maternal for them. And so um, that to me makes me smile when I'm far away from a lot of my friends that I grew up with and I hit them up. And the first thing they say is, yeah, Francis came by, bought some food today, checking in on me. And I cry a little bit, but I smile because I'm like, yeah, who brought you life is gone, but you got someone, somebody right now that's in the gap that you trust mm-hmm. that's there for you and can identify uh, my, my mom lost her mom and dad a day apart. So at 31, she buried both her mom and dad. Traumatic is, uh, I don't know, not even a, a big enough word to describe it. So she also is somebody who can identify being in a certain age and losing not one parent, but both. And so I think she brings that calming thing too. But it mm-hmm. also, it, it makes me smile. Like I can be rough on my blood family. Yes, I can. Cause we know them niggas, they be trifling sometimes. It is what it is. But I also know with my mom being, you know, Ancestry.com proved to me that Francis is my biological mom. <laughs> um, that, you know, blood can be good too. And it can also, it can seep over into to family. Asia, uh, mom, Rochelle, she and I uh, okay. share birthday. And birthday. And so every year she always pops in my mind and she'll always comment on Asia Paul. She was like my birthday twin. And so it's little stuff like that where there's an overlap in those worlds where there's no jealousy, there's just comfort, there's joy mm-hmm. that can be beautiful. And I like those moments more than trying to keep them separate. But I know sometimes you have to keep those worlds separate. Mm-hmm. I want to, I say this after my mom passed and I remember being at my homegirl's house and I was like, who's gonna go um who's gonna go bridal shopping with me to get a gown like I'm not gonna have that experience and I'll never forget Shalita's mama told me she said I don't think you have to worry about being by yourself absolutely not your gown she was like because I will be there and she said and you have other friends whose mothers will be there and one of my homegirls Raquel's mom told me she was just like well you know they don't have to call me grandma, but but they got a grandma. Mm-hmm. And I think that like when when you can experience a loss, because even just not just me, but I've had friends who've lost their father, lost their mom. Like, but when you can experience a loss and like your friends, their family, your friends, one can envelop you, but then your friend's family can envelop you, the ones that are healthy in relationship right. like mm-hmm. that, I think that yeah that is something that I think is 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 extremely beautiful and powerful because it lets it lets you know as a friend like I've done I've done the right thing <laughs> one by staying in a relationship with the family that I have right and like managing expectations boundaries and dynamics because I think that's also something that that we've honored too is that even with the family the blood family that we love and the blood family that we we stay in relationship with we're not the same people that we grew up that we were when we were kids and so I mean hell even with my mom I had to put up boundaries and I had to say like okay I love you you can't say that (laughs) I need a minute you can only come over here once every couple weeks I was like you're not like I, my grandma. I'm like grandma. I love you. 
you can talk to me like that. You know, like those were those. And, and because they loved me, right. Um, that like it was and is dope that they grew with me. Like my uncle Dean told me about two weeks ago, he was like, this you is so cool. He's like, the the baby Candace, he was like, I loved you growing up. He was like, but you are cool. Like, and I was like, fuck you. Like we can have very different conversations, right? And I don't feel afraid to say to him, you are wrong when you did this. I don't mm-hmm. like when you did this. Like if he tells me something that happened with him and a friend or something that he brings up and I've been like, I didn't mean to tell you when you did this, I, I, I wasn't really necessarily feeling that. And I would have never done that before, but we also have a relationship that he can hear me, right? And in hearing me, he knows that if I'm saying something to him, it's not out of a malicious place and Mm -hmm. and vice versa. If he's saying something to me, I know that it's not out of a malicious place, but it's because these these are blood relatives that committed to knowing each other in the evolution that we are now. It's time for us to help welcome a friend to the group chat to solve her troubles. I'm gonna read today's drink and tell. This one is a doozy. Uh, okay, so I learned that a guy I was in a situationship with was on drugs, like drugs, drugs. But you can't tell because he hides it well and acts normal other than his temper and homelessness. I stopped dealing with him about a year ago but I miss him for some reason. I see him all the time in my neighborhood since I'm a homeowner in the neighborhood that he's stationed in. He's employed by the streets. I developed- I'm trying to keep a straight face. Let me finish. Hold on. I developed strong feelings for him when we were still in the situationship. And I thought he did too, because he told me he loved me. I disconnected from him because we argued all the time and I often felt like he was using me because he was basically homeless since he has five kids and all his income goes to them. And his drugs. Clearly. And I'm trying, hold on. (laughs) I'm seeking advice on whether I should listen to the nudge that I have to be the one person that doesn't give up on him. Everyone in his life has pretty much given up on him, which is why he's homeless. I feel connected to him in a way that I can't shake even after a year. It could be because he used to please me sexually in a way that I hadn't experienced before, but I miss our connection. What should I do? Should I try to help him and perhaps he'll get clean and we'll get married or something? Sis, sis. Jesus. Welcome okay. to the group chat because you need one. You're um, baptized. Baby, yes. baby. Uh, first of all, you need to break that soul tie with that penis because that's all it is. It's it's the it's the dick. Bishop the dick, man. The dick is has you blinded. He's using you because he's homeless. He don't love you. He loves your bed because he's homeless. Um, he doesn't have any money because other yeah. than having five kids, he ain't got no job. And he he gets high on his own supply. There's no there's no way that a man who has five children, who is old enough to have five children, that in the long line of people that it took for him to get here, and in the long line of people that it took for him to from from infancy 
to the birth of that fifth kid that you are the only person in his life that he can depend on. And if that's the case, then that is the biggest red flag of red flags. And this isn't the same, just in case this this particular person is younger, this isn't the same as working with somebody or not having a lot, you know, whether you lose your job or somebody dies or a crisis happens, or I'll even bring up addiction if somebody is working through that. I would recommend that you let them work through that though before getting deeply in that because that can be something that can take you through changes. What right. we are saying though is this man right now, what you just laid out to us has a lot going on and it doesn't seem anything, I don't know what you have going on. It doesn't seem like it's going to take you where you want to go. It sounds like you want love. That's where I pull from that. You do want love. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are, what do you say, looking for love and all, the, all wrong the wrong places. places. Here's wrong what I didn't places. hear. Here's what I didn't hear in that letter. This man did not reach out to you and say, I missed the love we had. Ooh. You are ruminating in what was a year ago. Nigga, that's and a doctorial word. Say that shit again, Jocelyn. You are ruminating, friend. Okay, doctor. Doctor Brazil. And probably reimagining what it was. I mean, it was a year this ago. Is the dick. Probably romanticized what that was. It it just leave it alone. He's not he's you not no door. Don't tap on whatever he has in place of a door. Just leave it alone. Here's what I want. I want women to stop trying to fix shit. Stop it. If he ain't got his shit together from the beginning, sis, ain't shit finna change for you. It reminds me, and I think I I put it in a group chat where it says broken men know who to love, but not Mm. how to love. Yep. Broken women know how to love, but not who to love. And it's like, you have sat here and you have envisioned a life with the best possible version of him when he has not done anything to show you that the best possible version of him that you have seen in your head can actually exist. Even exist. Exactly. What's the consensus on this, Jocelyn? Uh, Don't save him. He don't want to be saved. Don't save him. He don't want to be saved. Don't. Moving forward, I'm really excited about this next segment. Uh, this is Kwana's segment, who seems to be in the group chat the last to know everything. everything. Stress that again, Jocelyn. Go, go back to what you just said. The last to know everything. So, Twana, what do you have for us today? Okay. I'm scared. Y'all, why ain't nobody tell me? Serena's pregnant again. Why nobody tell me that? I'm done. Why ain't nobody tell me Serena was pregnant again? Serena, is that? Where have you been? The, the tennis player. Yes. What's that? Serena was yeah, out at the Met Gala, didn't she? Yes. Got a whole Instagram uh, page with a child over there talking about the baby. Juana. Okay, I got a question. So, like. What what do you be doing during the day? Because like when these like things, legit when these things happen, like they make the news, they make the timelines. Like we briefly may or may not mention them in like in 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 our conversations. It's like you are an entrepreneur. Most of your job is on social media. Yeah, but here's what I do. Like I, I culture, I do I do what I need to do. 
on my business pages and then I'm out. Like I'll do a little bit of scrolling, but not a whole bunch. And when I am doing a little bit of scrolling, that type of stuff is not coming up. (laughs) So wanna be the algorithm is broken. Look, my algorithm is broken. Algorithm is broken. To want to be the one, you know, Apple computers making phones now. (laughs) Literally, it's Tuna. So here's the thing: there has got to be somebody. And when y'all, when y'all, when y'all see this episode, tag them. There's somebody (laughs) in every group chat that has got to be the last to know. That'd be so, so behind. I can't wait to see who's tagged in these comments so that we can, you know, be in this thing. Like, people unite behind <laughs> the time, people unite. Yes. Yes. All of the behind the times people, because I want y'all when and and not only tag them, but I literally want y'all to go back and see the the twinkle in her eye when she told us that uh that Serena was pregnant. <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> It twinkled like she was waiting on us to be like, she, like she was. mind you, we don't know what she's gonna say. We don't, we did not know, right. we are not aware of what her why didn't y'all tell me? We found out when y'all found out. You I thought know, at least so we're not surprised because I thought at least know. one person was gonna be like, Oh, she is like no ma'am, no, you didn't no. think that. No, you, you did. did you didn't think that. No, so it was the cutest little thing that her when they revealed to her daughter on IG when she was pregnant. It was okay, never mind. You gotta, we gotta, I'm gonna let Asia, it's gonna be your, you gotta figure out how to fix her algorithm. I, I was about to say, I blame Instagram because I follow her on Instagram. I blame Instagram. I ain't see that. Sure. It's Instagram's fault. Yeah. It's, it's Instagram's episode fault. three. Episode three for our body yaddy yaddy episode where we will be drinking what? Twisted Sisters, Black-owned wine, Black woman alumni. Yes. Shout out Ogechi, that's the fam bam. Yes. We will, we'll, we'll post, we'll post sister. the brand on our page. So if you guys want to order and drink with us, support Black-owned businesses. Part of the goal of this is for us to highlight Black-owned liquor companies, wine makers, um, give a bigger platform, make more awareness around, you know, support the people. We want to support Black-owned businesses. If the wine and the liquor is good. That's a bonus. Yeah, and if you good. are a Black-owned wine and spirits company and you would like for us to feature you, definitely um, email, email and um, and tag DM us. Juana, what's the email? Because I don't know. Drinkandtailpodcast at gmail.com. It'll be in our bio. Yeah. As well. All right. So we'll see y'all next time. Bye.